Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need a realtor in Greenville or in the Greenville area in Spartanburg, in Anderson, in Easley, all these areas around Greenville. I can help you out. I'm your guy. Please reach out to me. All of that contact information is in the show notes. Um, And just a reminder, as always, if you're listening to the show and you're benefiting from it, please hit the little subscribe button. Please scroll down in your Apple Podcasts app and hit the five-star rating and leave a short little review. That would really help me with the show. Um, I've gotten several of those that have come in the past couple of weeks, so I appreciate that. The more we can get, the merrier. Because I appreciate you guys and I appreciate hearing from you guys and and seeing those reviews and ratings come in. Um, Today is an unscripted podcast for me uh, where I'm just going to kind of just discuss here as we are ending the year, ending 2022 and going into 2023. I want to just kind of say what I'm thinking, just what I'm thinking in terms of, of reviewing the past year and looking forward into the next year. I literally uh, have done basically no prep for this podcast. Of course, I'm recording this the day after Christmas. Kind of a kind of a crazy week getting ready for Christmas and all of that. Um, so you, please forgive me if I'm a little bit scatterbrained in this show. Um, but this was kind of what I planned to do all along for this episode was to just kind of uh, talk about what I'm seeing, what I have seen, what I anticipate for the upcoming year. So let's just start real briefly by talking about what 2022 was like. 2022 was a tale of really two years baked into one. And it all comes down to mortgage rates. When mortgage rates went overnight, basically, I mean, it feels like overnight, from being in the threes to being in the six and sevens, that completely changed a ton in the real estate world. Obviously, the beginning of this year, very, very busy. The first half of this year, super busy for everyone. The latter half of this year, and particularly the last quarter, it has slowed down a lot for everyone. And specifically for me, with my business as a realtor, I'm seeing a lot more activity amongst investors than what I have seen the previous couple of years, and really a lot of people that were in uh, buy mode for or p- uh, potentially looking to move, a lot of those people are just kind of in wait uh, or appear, appear to be in wait and see mode trying to figure out, okay, what's going to happen as we go into the new year? Are we going to see rates come down? Are we going to see a recession? Are we going to see prices uh, go up or go down? A lot of people just kind of staying tight and just kind of waiting and seeing what is going to happen. And so as a result, um, really everyone is seeing the market slow down right now. And I think I've mentioned this before on previous episodes, but um, we're seeing just any sort of like mail that's coming from like uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Corporate, which is uh, I'm uh, uh, realtor with C. Dan Joyner Realtors, which is a part of the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Network. Um, emails are coming from them that are saying how to prepare for the upcoming recession. Um, my company 
you know, recent meeting was all about, uh, a company-wide meeting was all about how to survive the, the upcoming months. Um, it, there's a lot of trepidation out there in the realtor world right now because we know what's going to happen. We know that there is going to be, you know, we've had a few very fantastic years of real estate from a realtor perspective. Uh, but this is going to be, that was the feast. This is going to kind of be uh, the real estate famine, as it were, potentially um, these upcoming months, maybe even years. We don't know. That's that's where the trepidation comes in. Um, and as we're looking forward to 2023, a lot hinges on whether we go into recession. And I think most uh, experts anticipate that there will be some sort of a recession. Um, and so perhaps maybe I should phrase it differently that a lot comes down to not just whether we have a recession, but how bad is it? You know, I saw recently Elon Musk, whatever you think about him, um, this isn't a podcast about him, but he thinks that we're going to have a severe recession coming up here in 2023. Um, I've seen others that are uh, kind of perhaps more experts on the economy than he is, who believes that uh, we will have a mild recession, that we'll, we'll have some sort of a recession, it'll be mild. I've seen others that think, you know what, hey, it's going to, the economy is going to slow down, but we're not going to have your traditional sort of recession. So there are several different schools of thought right now, and all of these things directly impact real estate, because obviously when unemployment goes up, that means fewer people can buy houses. Um, and also, if we go into recession, that could then signal uh, the Fed then lowering interest rates because they've been raising them in order to combat inflation. And if that happens, then we could see mortgage rates come down as well. Either way, um, I think that there is a really good chance that mortgage rates do come down pretty substantially here in the next year. I think that they're a bit artificially inflated. I'm not going to get all into the weeds on that. Um, but basically, in a normal environment, even with what the Fed has done, we would expect mortgage rates to be more in the fives rather than in the sixes. Um, I think lenders are being very conservative right now. And I wonder if once we get into 2023, if that will change a bit once we have more of a sense of what the economic climate is. Um, and so this leads me to kind of what I'm thinking personally going into 2023. Here's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm expecting the winter months to be pretty slow. I think that that's just going to be what's going to happen. We're not just having fewer buyers, which is to be expected, but we're also seeing fewer sellers. Um, I'm looking at the market stats that were published by the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors uh, earlier this month, earlier December, to cover the month of November. We're not going to go through these in as much detail as we typically do, but one of the pieces of data that really stood out to me was that new listings for November were down year-on-year year by 6.6%. Um, that's interesting because we already know, we've already been talking about how closings have been down. Closings were down for November 18.5% year-on-year, the, the largest decline that we've seen in quite some time. Um, but what we're seeing here is both buyers pulling back, 
So both demand lessening, but also supply is lessening. So what we have is fewer buyers and fewer sellers. Um, and that might seem uh, at first glance to be like, okay, yeah, that that's normal because a lot of people that are buying are also selling. Um, well, actually, traditionally, they are tied together to a certain extent, but oftentimes one of them kind of stays more constant while the other one uh, really shows uh, bigger increases or decreases. Right now, we're just seeing big decreases on both sides, on both the buyer and the seller end of things. So that just means that the market is going to slow down. It makes it difficult, uh, more difficult if you're looking to sell. We are still in a more of a seller's market type of environment. Obviously, not what it was uh, a year ago, but it's still more of a seller's market um, than a buyer's market for sure. Um, but what we're seeing is it's more difficult to sell than it was a year ago. Um, but it's, in a lot of ways, more difficult to buy as as well. You would think, okay, with the market correcting, it should be easier to buy, right? Well, no, not if fewer people are listing their homes for sale. That just exacerbates the issues that we've already had of supply and demand being out of whack. If demand goes down, but supply also goes down, then you still have the problem of, you know, whereas in the past, supply and demand were really high. So you had a lot of homes at your disposal that you might be interested in, but you were constantly getting outbid for them. Well, now the issue is that there's just not a lot of homes for sale. And so you're not even finding homes to even make bids on. That's what we're seeing a lot in this market right now. Um, I predicted this a while ago, but the homes that are fixer-uppers that are that are listing uh, on the MLS that aren't listing for dirt cheap, those homes are not selling. You cannot just list a fixer-upper and expect someone to come along and buy it and fix it up on their own dime. People are expecting things to be nice, to look nice, to be turnkey. And this is how uh, the market is shifting. Now, what I think is a very good potential outcome, I'm not going to guarantee it, but I think what we could see is mortgage rates coming down at some point in the spring or summer. And what I think is going to happen is that the market is going to knee-jerk. There's going to be a knee-jerk reaction that's going to happen as a response to those rates coming down. Because what we've seen, the past two to three years has been unlike anything I've ever seen. I've been a real estate investor since the early 2010s, um, and I've been a realtor now for almost seven years. What I have seen is unlike, the past couple years is unlike anything that I have ever seen before, which is that normal retail buyers and sellers of homes, in other words, homeowners looking to potentially move, they are treating real estate in a sense, like the stock market. The real estate has become, it's always been to investors kind of like the stock market, right? But more so than ever to non-investors of real estate, to people just looking to buy or sell their own personal home, real estate is becoming similar to the stock market. How? It's because people are monitoring these things like these mortgage rates and are having knee-jerk reactions to them. So we just saw this recently because mortgage rates went up into the sevens and then they immediately receded back down into the sixes. When they receded back down into the mid to low sixes, immediately mortgage applications went up nationwide. I'm not saying specifically in Greenville. I'm saying nationwide. We saw that happen. 
And so people, I, I, I think if those mortgage rates, if, if it falls back into the fives, I think people are going to panic and be like, okay, we got a strike. You know, the mortgage rates may go back up um, and they're going to panic and mortgage applications are going to go up. People are going to start looking at housing again. And if it coincides with what is normally the busy season anyway, we could see a big spike happen in the spring or summer. I think that there's a very good chance that that does happen. Um, now, on the flip side, like I said, a lot hinges on whether we go into some sort of deep recession. If that happens, then all bets are off. Um, but for me personally, I believe that the Greenville market is resilient. The Greenville market, um, and, and, and really South Carolina as a whole, um, I published on my Facebook page recently some stats that basically broke down um, a, a bunch of different markets. I think there were like 30 or 35 uh, different real estate markets and how uh, much of a drop-off there's been in closed sales for all these different markets. And South Carolina had the second least drop-off. In other words, it was the second most resilient area and included some states and some metro areas, the second most resilient in terms of closed sales. So so it still had a big drop-off. I believe the number was, was 28%, was down 28%. But in comparison to some of these other markets, um, South Carolina was a lot more constant. And this is this is what we see in the state, and this is what we see in Greenville as well. We're seeing this with pricing. Um, I've been saying on this podcast, I'm closely following the median price point to see if it goes down seasonally below what I would expect it to. Um, seasonally, we always see median price points come down this time of year, and that's for a variety of reasons. It doesn't necessarily mean that real estate is getting cheaper. Um, part of the dynamic there is uh, fewer expensive homes, uh, pricier homes, fewer of them are uh, going under contract and selling this time of year. But generally speaking, we see a little bit of a dip in the median sales price. And what I've been watching to see is if that dip goes below 285000 If it did that, then to me that indicates for a variety of reasons that we're now seeing prices go down in comparison to the normal seasonal averages. Well, in November, it actually went up month on month from October to 303,240. Um, that was an increase month on month. It was an increase year on year of 6.4%. Now, 6.4%, that is the lowest increase year on year that we've seen in a very, very long time. Um, and and that number now is starting to look very comparable to, to what pre-pandemic uh, sales price appreciation looked like. So we are starting to see things normalize a bit, but what we're not seeing yet is that we are shifting into a buyer's market or that we are shifting into prices going down. I keep seeing people uh, wonder and ask, are prices going down? That hasn't happened yet. And with uh, sellers now pulling back and with supply now being pulled back off of uh, what it could have been, I think that that's going to cause prices to probably stabilize a bit here versus actually seeing prices go down. Depending on 
where you stand, whether you're wanting to buy soon or sell soon, that might be good news or it might be bad news. Um, but I think it's probably better for the market as a whole to have a, uh, a gradual slowdown than a complete flipping of the market. We've already had enough of a flip that has happened uh, the past several months. Um, so I think if we if we did the full flip from a full-blown seller's market to a full-blown buyer's market, um, I think that that would be a, an incredible system shock that would leave a lot of people out in the cold, both literally and uh, metaphorically. So um, I think it's best if we have this more gradual slowdown that we're seeing. But my point is that we are not seeing, uh, at least not yet, prices going down in a way that is outside of what these seasonal norms for the Greenville market would be, at least the way that I understand it. So we have an interesting dynamic at play here, where if we look into the future, I think we could have a very slow first quarter of real estate for this year. And I think we could have a very busy second and third quarter if things play out right. And I think that there's a very good chance that things do play out in that way. Um, So these will be things that we'll have to monitor very closely for 2023. Um, But for me, you guys know, um, if you know me, that I have rental properties. I flip houses on the side. Um, It's not something I necessarily enjoy doing, um, but it's something that I have carved out a niche for, and it's something that I'm good at. And so I stick with it. I'm not a high roller in terms of you know flipping incredible volume. I, I've met with someone recently that uh, is currently flipping 15 houses right now. I, I don't do that type of volume. I'll usually take one, two, three at a time, if that. Um, but right now, I am in buy mode because I truly think that there is some opportunity specifically right now if you can find those opportunities. But I'm, I am personally seeing opportunities on the investment side of things that I haven't seen in years. And that has me very excited. And it's an indicator that investors right now are, and, and I'm seeing a lot of indications of this, but investors are playing it very safely right now. And so for those that want to invest in real estate and are willing to be aggressive, this is a very interesting time to be aggressive. And, I, and I'm choosing my words carefully because I can't give investment advice. But for me personally, I find this to be a compelling time to invest, even on short-term things like house flipping. Because if the scenario that I'm outlining is correct, then properties that you purchase now and then flip in the next couple of months, um, those could be hitting the market right around the time that the market really starts to heat up. And it should. I mean, again, what's weird about what has happened right now in in the current market is that we had all of these interest rate hikes at the same time that we have the normal seasonal slowdown. So parsing between what is seasonal versus not seasonal is all of the game right now. Um, but what we know for for sure is that seasonally, we will see things kind of bottom out this time of year, right? These next few weeks are always the bottom of the real estate uh, year, right? And then in February, it starts to tick up. In March, it starts to tick up. 
And then April, it really ticks up. And then we've got that April, May, June crazy season of real estate that we have every single year. Um, And so even if the market is still suppressed, right, even if we still have less of a of an excitable real estate market than we have in the past. And we for sure it for, for sure 2023 isn't going to look like 2022 or 2021 or even 2020 type of of numbers. It's just not. We're not going to have those types of closing numbers that we had in those years. But whatever 2023 looks like, it's going to be those spring and summer months that are going to be the busiest of the entire year unless we have some kind of a very bizarre scenario where uh, the Fed uh, and and banks end up dropping rates way back down into like the, the threes, maybe the fours again. I don't see that happening this year. Um, so I think that we'll just see a normal seasonal slowdown, perhaps and obviously it's a little bit more than seasonal right now, and we'll have the, the normal seasonal build. And... What could happen is that normal seasonal build that happens into the spring and summer could actually be increased by the fact that mortgage rates could be coming down around that same time. So it could have kind of a cascading effect. So that's what has me interested about buying now. I think that there is kind of a unique window of opportunity for uh, less competition, even if that also comes at the cost of there being uh, fewer houses to look at. And so that's kind of where my headspace is right now going into 2023, specifically in the Greenville market. Remember, I always say this, any opinions that I have about real estate, the, they are Greenville opinions. Um, I don't know anything about real estate in San Diego. I don't know anything about real estate in Chicago or New York um, or any of these other places, Texas, I do, real estate is very local and very regional. I know Greenville really well. I don't know, you know, if you're listening in from another market, I can't speak to what your market is going to do in 2023. And as it is, I'm I'm only giving my best guess as to what is going to happen in Greenville in 2023, but I have a pretty good track record. You guys can go back and listen to old episodes uh, the sound quality might not be as good, uh, but you can go back and listen to those and fi- and see that, generally speaking, I have a pretty good track record when it comes to making these predictions, and I'm and I feel uh, I feel good about what I'm seeing right now in the market and what that means for the future. Um, I'm not worried about what's going to happen in real estate this upcoming year. I think that there is going to be uh, a, a lot of exciting things. Um, and for me, as I already said, I have a lot of my investor clients right now coming online that have kind of been offline for a while. And that's one thing that I have worked on so much over the years and has been a big niche of mine is working with investor clients. So I am diversified in terms of my real estate uh, work and in terms of, of my client base. And so that really has helped me over the years to weather the storms because real estate fluctuates greatly. And we had a a period in 2019 where this happened, where things started to kind of decline faster than we expected it to seasonally. And people were kind of bracing for a recession then. And guess what? Then COVID happened. We thought, okay, real estate might be deemed non-essential. 
Um, we might be in real, we might be out of work. Um, and instead, the opposite happened. Instead, real estate in South Carolina was deemed essential. Um, and then it just took off and it just resulted in a crazy couple of years. Um, so it's really hard. Some of these things are really difficult to predict at the end uh, at the end of the day. But I feel honestly really excited about what the future brings. I think that a lot of my buyer clients are going to find some good opportunities. And I think for those that are kind of on the fence with whether to buy or not, I think the conventional wisdom out there is that rates have come at or near their top and that they're most likely going to come down um, at some point here in the future. And so what that means for a lot of people is that this might be, uh, this could be the best opportunity to buy while competition is light and you might have a higher mortgage rate right now, but then you have the opportunity to refinance in six months or a year or a year and a half. Some uh, new home builders are offering uh, low interest rates for people that are willing to, to purchase their inventory because home builders have gotten crushed by this market shift right now. So I've, I've seen some home builders that are offering an introductory mortgage rate for the first year of 3.99%, and then that goes up in successive years. Um, but the, the thinking is that if you lock it in for that first year at 3.99%, and then a year from now, or perhaps two years from now, you'll have that opportunity to refinance to a, a, a locked 30-year rate that'll be probably in the in the fives, perhaps in the fours. Um, and so there's a lot of interesting things out there. By the way, I represent clients with uh, new home builders as well, that most new home builders, the vast majority of them, are willing to, at no extra cost to the buyer, allow them to have a realtor. And then, trust me, you should have a realtor when you're purchasing new construction. There's a variety of reasons for it, but the builders will, uh, there's a lot of subterfuge uh, that happens with new home construction and they won't tell you the whole story. Having someone on your side is helpful. So that's just an aside. Um, if you're looking at new construction, I for sure can assist you with that. And it will almost certainly come at no cost to you because these builders, unless it's Ryan Holmes, Ryan Holmes, um, they don't like to compensate uh, realtors, but um, I have other opinions on Ryan Holmes that I'm not going to share uh, right here, right now. So we can talk about that later. Um, but uh, anyway, long story short, I feel great about 2023. I think there's a lot of exciting things. I think the market is going to slow down, but that's okay. Um, that doesn't mean it has to be a bad year. That just means it's going to be a different year. And I'm really excited to work with you guys in the future. So please contact me for any of your real estate needs. My contact information is in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for anything. Please subscribe to the show if you like it. And if you love it, leave a rating, leave a short little review. I would appreciate all of those things. Hey, we're about to enter the new year. So I want to wish you guys a very happy new year. I'm looking forward to a prosperous 2023. And next time we talk... It will be the year 2023. So until then, stay safe. Don't do anything crazy with any fireworks. Don't do anything crazy on New Year's Eve. We'll talk again next time.